0: What is up, Maximizers? This is the Sonicast, and this is your host, Morgan Zook. Today, I have a very special guest on, and I always have been calling my guests special, but this time it's different. Today I have an Olympic athlete on. We have Patrick Callan, a 21-year-old swimmer, and he's going to be competing in Tokyo next month. So this episode will discuss his work ethic, his insane training regimen, and why he watches Happy Gilmore before every time he jumps in the pool for a race. So enjoy. What is up, Sonicasters? Today we have a very special guest, probably the most special guest to date. We have an Olympic athlete, uh, Patrick Callen. He's a swimmer, and he's going to be competing in Tokyo next month. So, uh, Patrick, introduce yourself. Where you're from? Where you swim collegiately? And which event you're swimming in in the 2020 Olympics?
1: Yeah. So I'm Patrick Callen. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and swimming in Michigan, going into my senior year, and I'll be part of the 4x200 freestyle relay in Tokyo.
0: Ooh, nice, nice. So uh, I'm assuming freestyle, that's your best um, thats your best swimming event right there?
1: Yeah, I do the 200 and 400 freestyle mainly.
0: Oh, nice. That's a lot more swimming than I do. I, I try and swim in the ocean. Oh, you ever do that?
1: <laughs> that's impossible.
0: <laughs> really? What, the waves get to you or is it the sharks? Both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love it because it's like, you get that extra that extra workout from the, the waves and the current, and then you get that extra motivation from the sharks, you know? It's like yeah, sharks. I
1: always end up getting drowned by the waves, and then I'm terrified of
0: sharks. Uh, <laughs> see, everybody... i so
1: watching Shark Week and all that, but...
0: Uh, that, oh, that's what'll do it to you. Because everyone who isn't from Florida is terrified of sharks. But, like, if you live in Florida, you know that no one ever really gets bit by sharks. I mean, eh, yeah. like once a month, you'll hear about someone losing an arm. You know that kind of sucks but it's, it's uh, casual yeah pretty casual so <laughs> this is the sauna cast and I, my first question is is do you go into the sauna or steam room often
1: no honestly can't remember the last time i've ever been in one
0: really damn I, I was hoping you were gonna really just gas up the saunas and say how much you love them but I guess that's something we can work on uh, next time, training for the 2024 Olympics. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe a new training regimen there.
0: Yeah, do, do they not <laughs> have them in your uh, facilities up in Michigan? They don't. Damn, oh. no way. I know,
1: right? You'd think they treat us a little nicer. Though.
0: Yeah, Huh. well, <laughs> I guess you don't do saunas, but what about ice baths? Because I love a good ice bath. God.
1: We do those a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. They're horrible. Oh, you don't like them? I love them.
1: Yeah, no, like, I mean, it's fine once you get to the point where you're just numb, <laughs> mm-hmm. but just not not an enjoyable experience at all.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just like the first two minutes. It's like, it's living hell. And then the next 10, it's like, I feel like my body's just super suppressed by painkillers or something, but... but no. I do feel
1: anything anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, um, So what I want to first jump into is... I was watching a video on Michael Phelps uh, yesterday, actually, kind of preparing for this podcast, and he talked about visualization. And, you know, his strategy is one month prior to a race or a meet, he will visualize three things, what could happen, what he wanted to happen, and what he didn't want to happen. So he was just kind of prepared for anything that did happen, whether it was like a late start or a bad turn. So does visualization play any part of your preparation?
1: A little. Um, I mean, obviously, like you said, you got to visualize what could happen Mm -hmm, because you never know what could go wrong in a race. And you always got to be ready for if this happens, how do you respond? How do you not freak out? That whole thing. Um, But in terms of like what I want to happen, like I was like, you know, visualizing your race, like Mm -hmm. winning all that stuff. I don't do a whole lot of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. It seems like it could be a good idea. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, maybe that's but, something you could take away from this podcast.
1: Maybe, yeah. Maybe it just taught me something. But, um, yeah, I guess just keeping it simple. Like I said, I do the whole, if this happens, how do I not lose my shit, you know?
0: Mm, yeah, <laughs> and that's probably the most important thing because, like, especially when you're in such a high-level race, like, you know, anything can happen. But I'm sure with all the training you do and all the practice, you know, you kind of are... Already visualizing it while you are practicing and doing all that training, so you're you're just so prepared as it is already. So right. um, that makes sense, but um, that leads me to my next point. Do you have any meditation practices or any breath work that you do? Um,
1: mainly just right before race. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at a meet like the Olympic trials where you're shaking before you race, you're just so nervous. <laughs> yeah. It's really important to just control your breathing and. Try to stay relaxed, even though it's kind of impossible.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, do yeah, you, just do you have any, a lot of breath work. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any go-to techniques when it comes to breath work?
1: Um, I guess the only one I think of is like counting, like mm. breathing like five seconds in, five out, just trying to slow everything down. Yeah. Um, just keep my heart rate low, or yeah, as, yeah. as low as humanly possible when you're shaking, your heart is racing before <laughs> The biggest
0: face your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite ones. It's called box breathing, where um, you what I do is you know similar to what you do. I I inhale through the nose for five seconds, hold hold my breath for five seconds, then exhale for five seconds, and then hold yeah. for another five, and then repeat. And like you said, that one. I mean, there's a bunch of studies done on it, and if you do it yourself, you'll see that it truly does lower your heart rate. It calms you down. Get you in that meditative state of mind, which, you know, if you're really nervous before a race, it's definitely crucial to get there. So exactly. that's that's cool. That's good to know. And so you kind of answered my next question. I was going to say if you had any like pre-swim rituals or maybe the day of or maybe any meal go to meals you like.
1: My one ritual, I'd say, I don't know why I do this or when this started, but the day before I race, I always watch Happy Gilmore.
0: No way. Are you fucking serious? I <laughs> totally why. Yeah, I guess started
1: a long time ago. And I watched it the day before and I had a heck of a meet. And I was like, all right, this is what we're doing now. Dude. So to this day, every single day. Wow. Time.
0: I was not expect That was totally out of left field. But I fucking <laughs> love that. Because at the end of the day, you got to do what works for you. And if it works exactly. once and it keeps working, why fix a broken record? You know? So, yeah. damn, that's, that's awesome. Because, I mean… Adam Sandler is funny, and uh, do you golf at all?
1: I love golfing. I actually have a tee time in about an hour and a half, so we're going to see how that goes.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Nice, (laughs) nice, Sam. Yeah. I was doing a little golfing yesterday. I'm I'm sure you could uh, nail the shit out of your drives.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I hit bombs, but like, it usually (laughs) goes about 150 straight, and about 100 right.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah that's that's how it usually goes like i have a yeah, famous, I'm one of those guys hey <laughs> but hey but, but when you make perfect that once around you get that perfect drive just right down the middle 300 350 down the fairway oh yeah. uh, that that's what keeps you coming back a World. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you golfing at the uh the michigan the the school golf course
1: i wish but no it's one like 15 minutes out of oh, town. Cool. Nice.
0: Yeah. Deeper, so, you know. Oh yeah, that my buddy. He would go to that Michigan course and send me Snapchats, and that thing looks so nice. Oh, it's gorgeous, but it's
1: so hard to get onto.
0: Yeah, especially this time of the year, because like, oh yeah, Michigan's the place to be right now. You know.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, my mom goes up there like a few times every summer because her boyfriend has a place, and she's been really trying to get me up there. So I'll I'll, get, I'll go up there one of these days because. <laughs> She sends me pictures, and it's they're right on a lake, and like they go pontoon boating, and it looks like a fun spot, and so many good golf courses. So, oh
1: yeah, yeah, golf is great up there.
0: Yeah, hmm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll definitely make my way up there. But back to the <clears throat> the pregame rituals. So it's the day before you watch Happy Gilmore, or the day of, yeah. day before, day
1: before. You know, you get that little song at the end, and you're like, all right, ready to go. <laughs> you're in the zone after that
0: wow you're gonna be an inspiration to so many swimmers to come they're gonna hear this and they're like okay i'm watching happy gilmore so we won't expose too many of your secrets on here
1: yeah i might have just given happy gilmore like an unbelievable like advertisement oh oh 100
0: (laughs) (laughs) damn adam sandler's gonna make millions off of you Uh, (laughs) so next um speaking of I asked you, like, do you have any pre-go-to meals that you eat on the day of a a race? Is there anything in particular? Do you carb up? Um, I
1: keep it pretty simple, honestly. I guess a classic is, like, oatmeal, eggs, yogurt. Mm. That's about it. Try to keep it light so I'm not, like, feeling, like, heavy and just full.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Because, like, the prelim of a race is usually in the morning. So the last thing you want is to feel just stuffed
0: yeah mm-hmm, exactly so,
1: yeah try to keep it light but get all the carbs and protein that you need
0: i like that so your your race was at what time the the pre-olympic one like what time during the day
1: yeah so my prelim last week was probably ten thirty ish which is pretty late honestly like for a prelim it's the meats usually start at like nine. Oh, cool so that was nice
0: what yep. t- what time do you usually get up in the morning? Um and does it change depending on if you have a prelim or a race that day?
1: Um yeah, it definitely changes. Um I like to be up probably 3 hours before I race just so my body's fully awake and mm-hmm. running and I'm not, you know, it does so try to not feel like it's a morning.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, moving in the morning is impossible. So.
0: Hmm, that's good. What about so outside of racing, what time do you usually wake up, like when you're training, just living your day-to-day life, and uh, what time do you go to bed at? Oh,
1: goodness. Yeah. So during the school year, our mornings usually start at like either 6 or 7. 7 if we're lucky. Usually <laughs> yeah. 6. So got to be up at like 5.30 in time to eat and get there and get a little warmed up before we get in. Um, oh, nice. So that means you usually got to go to bed 9, 30, 10-ish. Yeah which is ridiculously early for most people.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, as an athlete, you need that sleep, how much you're training during the day. So like, yeah, yeah you're, sure. you're getting it, you know, eight hours. You know, that's probably what you're trying to get. And yeah. like, you know, me personally, I'm not an athlete in any sort compared to you. Uh, but <laughs> I, I'm i trying to get it to where I'm awake, awake every day at 4 a.m. Just because like, yeah, I just like being up way before everyone else, less distractions, able to focus on business. But that means that I have to be asleep at like nine because I don't really need eight hours like you probably need. I probably need closer to seven. So yeah, it's just trying to find that balance of – because like during the day, like you – so you're swimming. You usually train in the morning.
1: Yeah. So four times a week, we have morning and afternoon workout. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Brutal. And then Wednesday and Saturdays are just morning, which is the best.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah, usually a very busy training schedule.
0: Yeah. How has it been trying to balance your, your uh, school life with that? Because my buddy who went to Michigan, anytime I talked to him, he was studying, he was in the library. And like I went to Florida State, where you could kind of go through school and it's not very tough. Um, <laughs> and you know everyone's just partying, so it makes it the school is very easy compared to Michigan. So how's that be- work, or how's that school training balance been for you?
1: Yeah, it's tough, but you get used to it, and just finding ways, you get really, really good at time management. Mm-hmm. Like it's incredible. Um, yeah. just a lot of late nights studying and homework and you know all that, but just really. Trying to maximize your time, like between workouts, you know, right after practice, like not wasting any time, like you know, getting from practice home to do your homework and school stuff so that you're not up crazy late.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's always super important. Um, and just kind of just keeping a routine, yep. like a schedule, how you go about your day, or else, like, like I mentioned earlier, if you don't get your sleep, you're going to like fall behind and school mm-hmm. ends for and Yeah just can't recover from that
0: so yeah yeah you always have to be one step ahead and and right. uh, just take care of your work I love that it for me it would be so tough to focus on school when like swimming is my life like viral in your <laughs> shoes like I'd be like I don't give a shit about this schoolwork, about these equations I'm learning like <laughs> I, I personally I never really cared too much about school because I was always more like I know I'm going to start a business and like all this stuff and just was so much more interested in learning on my own compared to school. And I couldn't even imagine like being an athlete. and Like you said, four days a week, you had two training sessions. So, you know, hats off to you. That's that's pretty impressive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's tough.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um speaking of which we kind of touched on this um but what's like your training look like is it mostly like in the pool is it weights calisthenics stretching yoga so walk me through that a little bit yeah so
1: it's mainly pool i think we have 10 pool workouts a week Mm, plus um two lifts you know we do we do a little bit of boxing stuff not like hardcore hitting each other but just like movements connection kind of stuff um just like explosive workout. Mm-hmm. Um, that's twice a week as well. So we do a lot of out of the pool stuff, but I would say mainly in the pool. Yeah. Um, but just, you know, to be a really good swimmer, you got to just be athletic in general. So it mm-hmm. yeah. requires a lot of lifting, explosive
0: kind mm-hmm. of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was doing a boxing class um, a few months ago before I moved over to St. Pete. And like just the... Just holding your shoulders up for like 10 straight minutes and punching and like, it's some tough shit. Like, yeah, those, it's hard, <laughs> and like, I'm sure it's easier for you than me. Like I was struggling in there. So, and the explosion and like the footwork, like, you know, it's really good mind body connection. And with, with swimming, that's, that's key too. Helps you get into that flow. Um, just yeah, exactly. stroke after stroke. So, okay. That's cool. Cause yeah, I was, I was assuming you did a lot of out of pool stuff. Um, as yeah. well, um. But you know, mostly pool. That's that's definitely good. But how do you like spice it up? Because that sounds pretty mundane and boring. Like just <laughs> swimming all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, I get that question too often. Um, it's one way I like to do it is just challenging myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously, like with the kind of workouts we do, you can compare it to ones we've done in the past, and you know, know your times from what you have done in the past. Yeah. Um. So always just trying to do it better technique-wise while going faster. I guess just that's the easiest way for me to know that I'm improving. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just always trying to push myself, I guess, because like you said, it can get incredibly boring and repetitive, staring at a black (laughs) line, going up and down a pool for four hours a day.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, you got to, I mean, you obviously have that competitive spirit in you because, you know, you're going off and swimming the Olympics. So, you know, for you to just try to beat yourself every day, just get 1% better every day and over your whole lifetime, that's led you to where you're at. So that's definitely good. Love to hear that. So um, I was talking with your sister and she said, like, over Christmas break, I think it was even on like Christmas or Christmas Eve, like you were training, (laughs) like you were in the pool getting after it. So my question (laughs) to you is, when was the last day you took off from training? Like just totally took off from weights, calisthenics, boxing, swimming.
1: Yeah, so we actually get every Sunday off, which is the best thing ever.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like we take full advantage of Sundays, we don't do anything. Um, (laughs) But outside of that, I couldn't tell you the last like weekday or something you we know, because, like you said, I swam and lifted Christmas morning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I, mean, I, I honestly don't know. Nah, damn. Uh, like, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's impressive. That's uh, that's really something. And like you said, on you take Sundays off, so like your body does need that rest. So I think that definitely is fucking great for you, you know, mentally and physically. Yeah. So I mean, just a great recovery day and. Maybe going forward on Sundays when you take off, maybe hit the sauna or the steam room that day.
1: <laughs> def- I might have to now that we've had
0: this. Dude, you, you might have to because it's, it it's like it is cardio because like your, your heart starts beating real fast. Uh, you get a nice sweat on. You get rid of all those toxics, toxic shit in you. So no, I definitely recommend.
1: Yeah, I'm learning here today.
0: Hey, hell yeah. Hey, this is a mut- mutual conversation, but uh, <laughs> glad I could have you on. So what's the biggest sacrifice you've made so far? Because I know you said Christmas morning, you're swimming. Um, Is there anything that really comes to mind? Because in my eyes, I don't view every anything you're doing as a sacrifice. I view it as an investment, you know, not going out and partying. It's an investment, not a sacrifice, not traveling and taking time off. It's an investment and not a sacrifice. And that investment is, you know, it's kind of paying off for you. You're Freaking going to Tokyo in a few weeks. So, what would you say would be the biggest sacrifice you made? Or biggest investment, rather?
1: Yeah, probably just being so far away from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, growing up and like being with them every single day, and them always supporting me through all of this. I mean, they support me so much to the point where my mom let me go across the country and be home for three weeks a year to <laughs> do this. So, just not being able to be around them yeah yeah that's hard Mm -hmm. because i mean i moved up here the summer before my freshman year in 2018 and every year obviously despite last year because covid i was home all summer but every other year i'm home for three days for thanksgiving and then six or seven days for christmas and maybe a little bit in august yeah (laughs) uh... that's been really really hard um and we were actually supposed to go on a vacation this summer after the trials, but that's going to have to be postponed now, so that kind of sucks. But um, yeah, I would say that has been the biggest one cuz not being able to see them a whole lot. Like I didn't see a single member of my family from Christmas until last week in Omaha.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I I couldn't even imagine <laughs> that. So that, yeah. that I don't know, I I definitely agree. That's a huge sacrifice right there. Especially because I, I uh, was with your sister last weekend and she's great girl, really funny. And then she – I actually filmed a podcast with her. Not sure if she sent it to you. But, yeah, um, she showed me. Oh, hell yeah. And she showed your mom and your mom was like, oh, I got to talk to him. And so she called me up and I was talking to your mom and you, know, you obviously have an awesome family. So shout out to them for hooking this up. And, and, and that's really something – so, you know, big sacrifice or an investment, as I like to call it. And, hey, it's paying off and you're making them proud. So that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm going to segue into who was your biggest inspiration and someone you looked up to growing up. You know, it could be a swimmer, could be an athlete, a coach or a family member. Just someone that comes to mind, really, that got you to where you're at.
1: Probably my club coach in high school, Titus Knight. So he swam the exact same events as me, which is really cool. Oh, wow. And he swam at Indiana.
0: Hmm. and Big went... 10.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when I was like just getting my start in like club swimming, like 12, 13 years old, um, we had meets at this high school right outside of Tolson. he's that he went to. And he was on all, all over the record boards there. So I'd known about him beforehand and all that. And then. When he started becoming my coach, he told me all these stories about his time and college swimming and even swimming Olympic trials and all that. So I always wanted to, you know, get where he was one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and having him as my coach, you know, he taught me
0: yeah
1: so much and I owe everything to him. Yeah, But um, I would say he's my biggest inspiration and mentor and one.
0: Oh, I love that. That's awesome because there. There really isn't nothing like a bond between a coach and a player, especially when the coach, like he's someone that, you know, just wants the absolute best for you. And he's yeah. been there and he's done that. So he teaches you those lessons and it really is special. I was lucky to have a few basketball coaches like that in my life. And, you know, that's like a bond that lasts forever. So that that's a great answer right there. And uh, do you still talk to him on a regular basis to this day?
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. He was... It was one of my first calls whenever I found out that I had made the team. So that was a really special moment. I obviously wish I could have seen him in person after that because he's one of the main reasons I have here. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, we still talk all the time, always catch up, talk about how things are going up here, training, all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love what you just said. Um, A lot of people, a lot of the great athletes, they really – they give thanks and they have that gratitude and like what you just said, he's one of the main reasons you're there, and like you obviously can see that that he's really helped you out so much, and I think that'll really just help you and help your mindset going forward. And I'm sure once you know you're all said and done, and you have a few gold medals under the, your belt, then you'll go you'll go back and help a bunch of other young swimmers as well. So that's awesome. I actually, I love that. So um, next, uh, I got. Probably last question here. Uh, What's the biggest adversity you've overcome? Was there any injury or failure or um, any race that just sticks out just off the top of your head here?
1: I haven't had any sort of like serious injury or bad race. I've had some like shoulder problems over Mm -hmm. the years, but I would say the biggest adversity I've had to overcome is so I didn't go a single best time in my 200 from. 2017 until last week oh wow oh yeah i didn't get any faster for four years which i mean i knew i was training to get faster and just wasn't showing up so just that was really hard because you know you put in hours of work every day for four years and you see nothing come of it and it's really easy to just kind of give up or just think oh this is never gonna happen and so i would say just keeping how i was able to keep faith, keep confidence in myself so that I could do what I did last week when it could have been so easy to just kind of give up on all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's fantastic because so many people, you know, they'll put in the work whether it's for a few months or hell, even a few years and then they, they'll give up. And you, right. you have the heart of a champion. You didn't give <laughs> up, you persevered and now it's all paying off. So that's, yeah. that's really awesome there. Um, so... Before we end this, I'd like to ask, do you have a favorite quote? Maybe something you look at every day, something that you have in the back of your mind when you're racing, or anything like that?
1: Um, yeah, so also a quote coming from my coach Titus. He would always I mean it's just a common quote, but he would yeah. always tell me the quote, just when your idol or when your idols become your rivals. <laughs> and that obviously really came into fruition last week because i was racing against all these guys that i've looked up to for years and then all of a sudden i found myself in a race with them for a chance to make the olympic team and it was one of those moments where you see everything you've ever worked for just play out right there um so i i would say that's my favorite quote just because he's always told me that um like all the time i practiced back in high school and then Seeing it actually happen last week, mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, I wouldn't have said that's my favorite quote. Just but just because of what's happened recently, yeah. I would say that's, that's my new favorite.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's spectacular because you your coach really spoke that into existence for you. <laughs> uh, so I mean, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I'll I'll leave you with one of my quotes. It's it's kind of a saying, really, um, and it's your beliefs make up your reality. So if you truly believe something to be true, you'll go out and make it happen. So, and I think that'll help you out a lot as you go over to Tokyo. If you truly believe you're going to go over there and succeed and do unbelievable, you really will. So I know after this little conversation, you got my belief. You know, I truly think you're going to go over there and make a name for yourself and represent the USA the the best way possible. So I'm really, really looking forward to watching you swim and um before we end this you know just shout out to your sister your mom for you know helping us put this together shout out to ali cohen and alex boulevard for getting married last weekend or else this wouldn't happen so (laughs) it was a party then and it's a party now so appreciate having you on the sonic cast this is definitely the coolest guest i've had on to date and it'll probably even get cooler once you win a gold so i really really appreciate you coming on and uh Thank you very much, Patrick.
1: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate
0: it. Hell yeah.